0: What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. I hope you're doing well. And I know I am. I know I am. I enjoyed the football this past weekend, which, of course, I will talk about. Um, we got some NBA to discuss as well. Um, but first, I will start with tennis. I know, you're like, what? We're gonna start with tennis? Um, USA's done. USA's done. And I was hoping for more, um, but Jessica Pagula was upset. Uh, just a bunch of upsets Ribakina beat Swiatek. Kofi goth is done there is uh an upstart in Magda Lynette you know and uh I'm just like who is Magda Lynette? Um, who's now going to face Karolina Pliskova after she beat number four Caroline Garcia? Uh, tennis is, you know, I mean, I guess I'm not going to say it's interesting, but it's just, you know, I didn't see Twiatek losing. She was the top seed. Owns Jabor has already been uh, eliminated. And now number three, Jessica Pagula has been eliminated. So on the women's side, the tournament is kind of upside down. And I I didn't expect that, especially when we were just talking about in the last pod about how great it is to see the the men uh, advancing and staying alive. But the good thing is that uh, my guy, if nothing else, Stefano Sitsipas is still alive. And he is into the Australian Open semifinals. And, you know, I just feel like I don't want to lead you astray. And I said, vote for Sitsipas. And let's hope that he continues to win. It's hard to watch a soccer, uh, I mean, excuse me, soccer or tennis or any international sport where it's in a different time zone. I mean, that's kind of what makes it difficult with the Olympics, too. Um, you know, it's, its you kind of got to be up for that and know that you're prepared to Watch it. Um, But uh, Magda Lynette is moving on to the semifinals. Victoria Azarenka, who is a vet from a long time ago. And she is proving to kind of have staying power. As I remember when she was coming up and it was like she was challenging Serena and then fell off and... Um, I don't remember why she fell off. I want to say maybe injuries or family, but you know, here she is also in the in the semifinals as well. And it just it's kind of surprising. And let's hope that uh Tommy Paul and Ben Shelton, of course, they're both from US and they have to play each other. Let's hope that the, one of them uh, that whoever gets into the semifinal. Um, that maybe this is the beginning. Although, because I know, yes, I'm rooting for Tsitsipas. And I said he's going to win it all. But maybe this is the beginning of a great year from them, for them. And then going into the French Open and Wimbledon. Maybe it's a new American. Could be. But I am quite surprised at the number of upsets on the women's side and it's it's different now if you want to look at the odds right now for the futures we've got Novak Djokovic minus 250 Stefano Tsitsipas at plus 350 Tommy Paul plus 2,500. You want to take a long shot. Ben Shelton at plus 65 to 1. 65 to 1 for Ben Shelton. Tommy Paul 25 to 1. Andre Rublev at 18 to 1. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. On the women's side, Arnya Sabalenka at plus 120. Elena Rybakina 125. Victoria Azarenka plus 450. Magda Lynette at plus 700. And as I'm recording, Arnya Sabalenka is playing Donna Vecchik. So we'll see what happens there. I think it's really funny. And... Stefano Sitsipas in an on-court interview with Jim Courier said, quote, Australia is a great country. I like a lot of Aussie things. One of my favorite actresses comes from here, Margot Robbie. I wish I can. And then Courier interrupted. Are you pitching right now? What's happening? Are you making an offer? What are we seeing here? Then he says, then Sitsipas says, quote, it would be nice to see her over there one day um and when asked if you know he would extend the invite he said absolutely so now I've got another reason why I am going to be watching the Australian Open to see if Margot Robbie ends up in his box which you know she could be working on a movie or something like that but uh yeah that would be kind of funny that'd be kind of funny but now it's like when you really want to watch. If you're not into tennis that much, now is the time. And I know it's like, well, of course it is. It's the semifinals and the finals, but I feel like those some of those earlier matches, if you can go in person, I would suggest going to the earlier matches because you can see more games with those tickets. But now is like, okay, I'm in there. I'm invested. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching the semifinals unfold. Although, you know, already forgot with the time zone that like Lynette, she's not, she already won her quarterfinal match. She's not going to be playing in the quarterfinal match. Um, so the time zone definitely trips me up sometime. Speaking of a trip up, as I move to the NBA, I think it was. I'm not a Patrick Beverly fan. But I do have to admit that it was pretty funny to have Patrick Beverly doing the daytime clock motion in front of Damian Lillard, in Portland, as the two of them got into it a little bit. And, man, the the Blazers had a chance to win that game. They were at home and they were playing well, but the Lakers stormed back for the win. And that really surprised me. That really surprised me. I'm a big Dame fan, and and to see the way that game ended, I'm sure he has to be bummed, and it's got to hurt. It has got to hurt to see Patrick Beverly making fun of Dame Lillard on the bench as the game was coming to an end. Um, Excuse me, not on the bench, but just he was pointing to the bench like pretending that his watch didn't stop I gotta hand it to Patrick Beverly or eh, that was pretty that was pretty funny I have to hand it to him and the Lakers let me tell you something you gotta watch out for the Lakers. if there is a team that I think is a long shot right now, It's the Los Angeles Lakers. And I will say this. I know it's a long shot. There are a lot of really good teams, dominant teams in the East and West. But even this trade that is happening for Rui Hachamore from the Washington Wizards with the Washington Wizards are, man, are they struggling? They are definitely struggling. And I don't quite. I think they should be tanking for Victor Wimbayama. But I don't know if they will do that. I really don't. But I'm going to tell you right now. That. There is no doubt in my mind. That the Lakers. At. 40-1 Forty to one is a long shot worth taking. You get Anthony Davis back. Maybe you make another trade. Maybe they, maybe the Wizards aren't done. Maybe they'll trade Bradley Beal to the Lakers for someone. You obviously have LeBron. If you get Rui, you got four former Washington Wizards on that team, which is crazy. But they made the one move in year. Or in free agency, where I'm telling you what is a streak at like seven in a row now that a former Washington Wizard that either either signed with a new team or was traded in the middle of the season to that team that they won the NBA title. And I think the Lakers might be able to do that. Yeah, it's a long shot, but it's a long shot to me worth taking. Boston is still favored at plus 350. Brooklyn Nets behind them. At plus 600, Milwaukee Bucks plus 800, Denver Nuggets at plus 800. But as I look at where the NBA teams are slotted, I talked last episode about which teams I think should consider tanking or which ones are looking good. I watched a great game tonight between the Miami Heat. A statement win over the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics eliminated the Miami Heat last year. It was a really good game. I really enjoyed it. But as I look at what teams um, are, it's weird because right now, you know, Boston's eight and two in their last ten. Phillies on a tear, eight and two in their last ten. They have the longest win streak right now in the NBA, with five wins in a row. But other than that, right? That's two teams. The rest of the Eastern Conference, Miami Heat are at seven and three. You know you got some teams at six and four, but a lot of five hundred basketball right now. In the West, you got the Denver Nuggets nine and one in their last ten. Then you've got the Grizzlies and Kings at seven and three, Oklahoma City Thunder at seven and three, which is they are just on the outside of the playing game, looking in, tied with the Golden State Warriors, who are four and six in their last ten. But the differential for wins and losses. It's closer. The only team that I feel like is like, ooh. Boston Celtics are at plus 5.6 points per game. Denver Nuggets are at plus 4.3. Grizzlies at plus 4.6. Kings at plus 3.6. And Sixers are at plus 3.9. Cavs are at plus 4.3. Nobody, I guess you could say, is really blowing teams out of the water on a regular basis. And in many ways, I just... The, it's going to come down to teams and injuries. Lakers, Anthony Davis, when will he get back? The Grizzlies, Stephen Adams, unfortunately, is out three to five weeks due to a knee. Maybe they won't miss him. Kevin Durant is out at least another two more weeks. Zion is out at least two weeks And I know that there have been talks of, oh, they coddle these players a little too much, and that's the problem. That they just don't, they're not as strong and as tough because they're fine-tuned athletes. Maybe that's something to do with it. It's quite possibly. But when you look at, like, the New Orleans Pelicans, two and eight in their last 10, they've lost five in a row. Not having Brandon Ingram and Zion night in, night out, that hurts. That hurts a lot. And the good thing is obviously you're just just trying to make it to the playoffs. And then maybe it's a different game. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I wish that players, especially the star players, could just stay healthy. You know? I mean, Joel B didn't play for the Sixers for a little bit. The Milwaukee Bucks, as good as they are, are still Giannis, is still missing Chris Middleton, who came back for a little bit, but you know, you need to get him back. And I don't want injuries to play an even bigger role in teams. You know, you just never know when your window is open or closed. Never know when your window's open or close. One thing I do like is I look forward to the NBA All-Star Game, and I kind of wish I could make it out to Utah for it. I haven't been to an All-Star Game in a while. But the excitement that the NBA is building, that they have announced that no one will know the All-Star rosters until that night. Not even the players. Now, the team captains which they're saying will most likely be LeBron James and either Giannis or Kevin Durant, will pick their teams live before they play. I'm excited about that. You know, it's got a, a level of street game where it's just like, yo, I'm just picking my teams right now. The, the only thing I would say that's different about that, which actually could be a good thing, is unless realistically, they know ahead of time who they're kind of going to pick, which I hope that's not true, and this is legitimately a live pick the jerseys. That means you got to make double the jerseys. And then what do you do with the one if LeBron picks Kawhi Leonard? For Team LeBron, but he they also you I got to make a Team Durant or a Team Giannis jersey too. I say they auction those off. Maybe they can do that. It'll most likely be Durant. Durant also said he wants to play. He said, "quote I want to be a part of all these events." Uh, LeBron James is five and zero when he's a captain, so. Who knows if he will ever leave. Now the actual players that make the all-star team will obviously already be announced. But it'll be fun to see who they're going to play against. That's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to seeing the star power—the star power on the court, not sitting on the bench. That would be exciting. Speaking of star power, there are some new young stars at quarterback that are really making the league exciting. They really are. And as I watched the four games this weekend. Jacksonville and Kansas City Patrick Mahomes is I guess you call him I mean he's still young but he's kind of like the middle-aged quarterback now he's getting to that he's still in his peak still in his peak I'm not saying he's not in his peak we'll see if he ends up playing in the AFC championship with that bad ankle But Jacksonville, they almost had a chance to win that game. It's a new quarterback era. Yes, you still have Patrick Mahomes. But you got Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville who. Man, if they didn't fumble late inside the red zone, Jaguars maybe could have won that game. But they're coming up no matter what. And, and they have a good QB coach combo with Doug Peterson there. They lost to Kansas City 27-20. to 20. I expected them to win that game, Kansas City. But Jacksonville made a good showing. They really did. Uh, Giants and Daniel Jones did not, unfortunately. Philadelphia, I was surprised. The Giants were made small by the Eagles. Wasn't even a game. Eagles went up 14-0 early and that's a wrap. I didn't expect Philly to be a, be this good after resting that, that bye week. But, at the same time, maybe that's exactly what they needed because it showed they beat the Giants 38 to 7. I thought it was going to be a divisional game. I picked the underdog, not to win, but to cover, and they couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. Unfortunately. Cincinnati, Buffalo. Mmm. Buffalo's window may not be as open as we thought. They lost at home to the Bengals 27-10. Cincinnati was just better. Joe Burrow is too cool. And with him, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, that offense... Towards the end of the game, when they showed Stefan Diggs... Uh, The hand gesture seemed to be like, yo, I'm open. You keep missing me. He certainly wasn't happy with Josh Allen. Josh Allen kept his head down, looking at his tablet. And then his reports of Diggs leaving the locker room early before uh, the coach addressed the team. Then apparently he came back. The Bengals are just better. And I was trying to think, is it fair to say That Joe Burrow is going to be like Michael Jordan. That there were a lot of great players in his era. Great quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson. Justin Herbert. I don't like how everybody's talking about Brock Purdy. Like just stop, okay? Brock Purdy's got some time to go. He's playing well, but I'm not going to put him in that category just yet, although I do feel bad for Trevor, uh, Was it, Trey Lance, excuse me. But not that I think, you know, any given Sunday, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers couldn't get a win off of one of these guys. But I think we've got some great young QB talent and Joe Burrow may be at the top of that. He very well might be at the top of that ring of QBs. The only thing I didn't like is that Eli Apple doing a little too much trash talk. It's more of what we may say was what it was like when, what was that, probably four or five years ago since he was good too. Still had Joe Mixon on that team. But like for Eli Apple, he went too far on Twitter, going after Stefan Diggs, tweeting 123 Cancun, and then putting the love uh, sign with his hands, that DeMar Hamlin has started to use as a gesture, as his own personal gesture, if you will, to show love for um, his teammates, his friends, his family, the front office that was supporting him after he collapsed on the Cincinnati Bengals field. Now, yeah, there may not be any love loss. There may be a lot of trash talk. Of course there's a lot of trash talking on the court during a game. But don't do that afterwards. Just don't do that afterwards, okay? Because then it can quickly turn to Cincy being the team that nobody wants to root for because they don't like the players. They don't find them to have a modicum of class, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I'm going to say the best for last. And I don't even know if this is the best. It wasn't really the best game. I mean, I guess 19 to 12, it wasn't as exciting as far as the score goes. And I know the exact moment that the Cowboys lost that game. They could have won that game. They could have. And if I can get you to, if you watch the game, along with the uh, 45.7 million viewers that apparently watched the divisional round game between San Francisco and Dallas, the second most since 2017, because the NFL is king, as the report says. If you remember... Cowboys had the momentum in the third quarter. Their drive was going well. And they had a third and five inside the Niners 40, if I remember correctly. I have it down here. Um... And I think I'm right about that in my notes. But the unfortunate thing that the Cowboys did is when they had the momentum and they were marching down the field as they were, on a third and five, they went for it all instead of just getting the first down and keeping the drive alive. That's what they should have done. Because instead, the way that they threw the game away with the third and five, which in this same possession, uh, CeeDee Lamb had an amazing catch think it was the same possession maybe it was a drive before that but Dak went out and tried to hit connect with CeeDee Lamb and it just didn't come through and then the Niners get the ball back after that Kittle had a great circus catch on his his drive the Cowboys missed a chance for uh interception on the tip ball two back-to-back costly Penalties, including pass interference on Kittle. They had three on that drive. Led to the San Francisco go-ahead score. Six first downs in that drive. When they had eight the entire game before that. San Francisco was rolling. Rolling. But they didn't really, you know, I mean, a 19-12 game, like, it was okay. But to think the score was 9-9 going into the fourth quarter, neither team really played well. And I'm good with the Brock Purdy talk. His game wasn't Purdy. Neither was the Cowboys, for that matter. But I thought he played well. I guess technically can't catch Ben Roethlisberger's record for most consecutive wins by um, a rookie because there aren't that many games in this season. So there's that. But we'll see what happens next week. It's the Niners at the, at the Eagles. Excuse me, I am about to say at the Cowboys. And then we've got uh, Cincinnati at Kansas City. Now, they were already calling, uh, the Bengals players were calling Kansas City Burrowhead instead of Arrowhead because it seems like the Bengals do have the Chiefs number. And we will see what happens as reports come out about... uh, the ankle of one Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. We'll have to see. That's not that's not looking too good. Um, when I saw that play, I was like, uh, but I know you, you know he's gonna give it a go. There's no doubt about that. I'm not gonna make my picks, but right now the 49ers are the underdog at plus two and a half. And the... Chiefs are the under-home dog at plus one and a half. We'll have to keep an eye on that. In Team Futures, the Eagles are at plus 240, Bengals plus 250, Chiefs plus 270, and 49ers plus 330. Now, the interesting thing, you can also pick the Super Bowl for 2024. Chiefs plus 550. Bills plus 550, 49ers plus 700, Bengals plus 1,000, 10 to 1. You want to do something crazy, you can get the Jaguars at 35 to 1. Packers, 30 to 1. Dolphins, 40 to 1. Looking at some teams, I was like, at one point during the season, maybe I thought they could do something. Titans, 70 to 1. Did I really think maybe they could do something? Eh, probably not. Rams, if they can come back, 35 to 1. You got some options. You got some options. Just like you got an option to watch this show. The next episode, I will do my gut check picks and more on sports. Hope you enjoy Just for Sport. I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over-under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code JForsport and And PrizePix will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the PrizePix app today.